0: Welcome, Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight, we are bringing you another awesome, fantastic show with a fantastic patriot, S. G. Giannon, and it's an honor and it's a pleasure to have him on here. Before we start the show, I'd like to recognize several of our sponsors, Pillow and Mike Lindell. If you go to mypillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you'll get up to 66% off your purchase. And Mike Lindell has been investing a lot of money into fighting a bunch of evil people in our elections and uh, doing some great things for our country. So every penny that goes to my pillow allows him to fight the battle that we are all trying to fight against. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize Dr. Zalinko. The guy left us some real platinum silver bullets to fight any bioweapon that they try to throw our way. And if you go to zstacklife.com and use promo code CPN, you get off 5% of your purchase and he has some great things on there. And further to do, I'd like to introduce S Esdianon, thank you for taking time out of your day and, and joining us.
1: Thank you very much for having me it's good to be here
0: wow it's it's definitely an honor um i can remember it's it's been months ago and and a couple of my admins here you know they were sharing your material on the the wall and, and they were talking about you and at first i was a little sketchy to be honest because you know and and i think in this movement I believe the white hats are doing certain things to build our discernment as we've been MK altered and mind controlled. And we just kind of been guided just to follow what's popular. And I, I think that's been a trap for us for many years. So I'm like, you know, guys be careful, you know? And so I'm like, huh. So I start watching your, your audios and, You've done an interview with a friend of mine, Mary Crawley, and I'm like, wow, okay. This is uh this is some pretty good material, and it just resonated with me. Um, and I think it's important that we go through that because discernment is the most important thing. And you know, <clears throat> as we know, information is their number one fear. Do you believe in this operation, the White Hats is using their program to deprogram humanity to raise to a higher consciousness.
1: That's a phenomenal summary, and thank you very much for the introduction as well. Um, I'm glad you went on the awakening journey, as we all should, right, and, then, and that discernment journey, because as we refine that muscle and we refine that sensibility that we all have, uh, we we really elevate ourselves to a higher level, and we blend more with our true spiritual nature. Um, that's exactly what I think is going on. I think that we are uh, being trained out of a poison system, uh, sort of being given the antidote a little bit of it, a little bit at a time. And unfortunately, the antidote to most poison involves a tiny, minuscule amount of the poison itself. And I think that's really what we're dealing with.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um... When we see certain things like um even with uh whoever that actor is, calling reporters dumb son of a bitches, um telling the Pope that he's the most famous African American baseball player ever. <laughs> uh when there's a, a a danger and a situation going on in Ohio, he's in Ukraine with the actor while the real president is, is going to Ohio, and you know <clears throat> so I'm half black and Sicilian, and I know the m k and programming that goes on into the black community to where it, and actually you uh re- uh, retruth uh President trump's video of the African American gentleman that apologized for believing what the media told him to where when they start seeing this. You know, we had the summer of love, peaceful protest, and they thought Kamala and Joe was just gonna uh, help them out to where now they're saying, hold wait a minute, <laughs> when Trump was here, things was a lot better. And under these guys, they're not even looking out for our community. Gas prices are high, food is high. And, you know, the people in in, uh, Ohio now, they're probably like, wait a minute, Trump came here, this guy is in Ukraine, to where when we see things like that, I I believe that is another deprogramming aspect that a lot of people miss. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, you're exactly right. We're sort of going on this journey together, and it's giving all of us and all of our Um, You know, ways of life and lifestyles and cultural understandings altogether, a diverse uh, myriad group of reasons. And the reasons are all the the same for everyone about why uh, the media lies and why certain things are, um, you know, really just sort of movies and and matrices that we live within. And that's being broken by using that system against us or using that system um, against them with us through our consciousness um, to allow for this. You know elevation if you will um it's no secret that under president trump the african-american community the black community they experienced the lowest unemployment that they'd really ever experienced as a demographic and that was true for a lot of demographics Um, we had the highest wages relative to the cost of living for the black community as well as for several other demographics And being able to see such a contrast in such a short amount of time on top of the absolute embarrassment and really in many ways the implied and sort of on display pseudo-racism that comes from this actor Biden, um, that's just one angle, I think, of a very multifaceted, incredibly vast operation to provide mankind's consciousness Um, with the things that it needs at the place that it is right now in other words we're going to meet you where everyone is at um, with all of the fodder necessary excuse me to bring us out of this mind control and into our own power into really critically analyzing things for ourselves again and enjoying that and and taking pride in that and encouraging that with one another you know this is this has been done in a way that we're sort of suffering together, but it has encouraged us to band together and love one another because there is sort of a struggle going on and we can have time for other differences later, but we align as we the people on the core faculties and I think that's really the whole purpose of the Q operation in general. Yeah, I
0: totally agree. You know, a lot of people or members often come on here and they're like upset and they're like the Biden and it's like, you know, I, I I totally understand that it's frustrating, but at the same time, you have to look at the positive side of it. Um, I, I talked to my mother that is just, you know, she was programmed in the 50s, um, very hardcore, very on the Democrat side. And, you know, I had to work really hard to help her see what Trump was doing. And she still wasn't seeing certain things where now, like I I was just at my brother's house um on the 18th, and we were outside and it was me, my wife, and my mother and my aunt and we were talking and my aunt she says, you know, knowledge is power because you know like I'm always I can't hold my tongue for some reason. I have to try, there's something in my spirit where it's like, you have to tell these people a little bit of what's going on, because I, I see in the family texts on how nervous and scared they are with what they're seeing with, you know, China is now going to get involved with Russia and they're all freaking out. And I'm telling them like, you know, we are at war, but, you know, here's the deal, you know, just prepare, keep your faith in God, don't allow fear to overtake you. and What's funny is before she was going in the house, she goes, I don't understand these people. They need to wake up. And I said, oh, my God, Ma. I says, oh, my God, you don't know how happy that just makes me. And but by doing my own like scientific data on just conversation, I'm noticing that the people I was struggling with to try to wake up to see things my mom my brother and other relatives they are actually waking up and it's like they they live in the matrix and they depend on like my brother's always with Yahoo news and you know they're watching the media and it's like and I hate saying you know the you know the white House or the patriots have taken control of the media but It's almost like they had to because they are now seeing things or it's that reverse psychology deprogramming that's working. Have you noticed the change with uh, the ones that you would think that were sleeping at one point?
1: They're starting to wake up and see things now. Well, before I answer that, I want to say that's one of the coolest stories I've heard to date. Um, You know, what a phenomenal testament to the plan. What a phenomenal um, Q-proof right there, a living Q-proof. You know, this is an exciting time to be alive. And, yes, to your point, I'm experiencing that both in my own personal walk and also through um, connections that, you know, I've been able been fortunate enough to make and really see throughout this journey. A lot of people will get on things like Truth Social and they'll follow people and they'll troll really hard. But some of those trolls will actually come around over time. Um, they just don't want to really admit it publicly, but they'll stop. They'll stop coming around. And that's sort of your your evidence for what's going on. Um, you know, the trolling has become less and less. That's an indicator to me that people are either um, getting tired of it and it's no longer entertaining for them or they're actually converting in mindset. And I think that's the more likely uh, thing that's going on right now. You've got TikTokers who are 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, and they are absolutely on fire. For what's going on in um, the world right now, as it relates to chemicals, the polluting and poisoning of the environment, um, the government's response to Ohio and things like that, it's amazing. It's incredible to watch them come around and realize, wait a minute, this is the very group of individuals that I was that was driven so hard by everyone that I cared about, as well as all of my major information sources. To believe that you know they're this way they're the free love they're the take care of everyone they're the clean the environment the climate people the green you know going green and being responsible and yah yeah yeah and they're realizing very quickly that these people don't care anything about most of their promises and yes to your point about the mainstream media um, you know having been overtaken with all of that there is an overtake in progress that's been going on i think since at least september of last year and we're starting to see uh, the mainstream media really s- s- sort of telling the truth on themselves. Um, not very long ago, an Irish newspaper published a front page headline discussing that COVID-19 was not a virus, it was a bioweapon. Um, for that to have come out in a major gazette over there, and I forget the exact publication, um, that's remarkable. At the same time that that's going on, we have, um, you know, in the most embarrassing, incredible, I mean, out of Saturday Night Live style comedy Um, happenings going on in places like uh, CNN and The View and things like that. Uh, Don Lemon's recent suspension um, for what he said and, and, you know, sort of pointing him into that or or painting him, excuse me, into that embarrassing corner. Um, This is someone whose legacy is being tarnished before our very eyes. And there's not really much of a choice being given here, I don't think. I think in many respects you have individuals in media that have signed plea deals and so they are agreeing to uh, sort of cluck like the hen if you will as long as it means that their life will be spared and that perhaps their legacy won't be officially tarnished but that doesn't stop i want to address that really quick that doesn't stop good citizen journalism from outing to everyone who they really are and i think that's what we the people's part in this is is really to do at the end of the day is to make sure that we're on the baluster for truth um so anyway yes that's a long answer to your question but yes I appreciate that,
0: you know. And as you you're bringing up uh, journalism, <clears throat> one thing that comes to my mind that I would like to ask you because uh, I just seen yesterday an article: Mike Lindell is going to be suing McCarthy because McCarthy gave all those hours of J six to Tucker. Now, <clears throat> do you have any, with your opinion, an idea on that? Is it? Because Mike Lindell wants that to go to the alternative media, to the citizen journalists, rather than just sitting on Fox News.
1: You know, I hadn't actually heard that. um, And I'm glad you brought that up. That's a fascinating event. If I was to speculate, and that's really all that I could do because I've not researched it, but if I could speculate... Um, it would be my opinion, probably, that the lawsuit from Mike Lindell against McCarthy is more about the discovery phase rather than winning the suit. Um, forcing the other side to turn over what they have and what they know. Um, and once that happens, it's been done through a legal channel and the legal parties to that case can do with that information what they will, what they will, so long as they're not under seal or placed under some sort of uh, court appointed gag. I'd be really interested to see where that goes. I would not heard about that, but I think we should pay attention to that.
0: Yeah, that was pretty interesting when I saw that. Um, Another thing that comes to mind, like we were just talking about before you came onto the chat, is uh, that Arizona hearing that happened the other day in the bombshell with Katie Hobbs working with the cartel. And as I was watching this video where this guy was breaking that all down, it just comes to mind when trump came out and he says he's declaring war on the cartel and i remember that day it was about five or ten minutes later next thing you know el chapo's son got arrested and i'm like oh my god that is not a coincidence he just makes a video of declaring war on the cartel and this dude gets arrested and then now katie hobbs was Doing dirty business with the Sinaloa cartel. Did you did you do any research on that? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I, I believe there's a connection there.
1: Really, my thoughts on that particular hearing are that we are being shown. It's a it's a couple of different thoughts. It's multifaceted. On the face of it, we're being shown how foreign militant organizations that are sort of nationless. Um, And they represent a really nebulous area for diplomatic negotiations and treatment and things like that, how they can infiltrate our system and really just weaponize it against us. And any foreign nation state that can get access or control over that sort of a group, um, you know, whether it be direct or whether it be indirect and passive control is the preferred method most of the time. Uh, That can be a really dangerous vector for what can happen to the United States. On top of that, we're also being shown now, and I think that it's interesting, Trump's rhetoric about the cartel, that we have individuals in government who are now who can now be classed as complicit um, in working with the enemy. In other words, they have made themselves into wartime enemy combatants. They're no longer U.S. citizens in the eyes of the military. Um, this being allowed to play out how it's been played out has caught a lot of these mid-level actors with their pants down, and there's not a whole lot that they've been really able to do except to tow the line that their masters have given them, but they're towing that line to their own destruction. And I think we're seeing that with Hobbs and a lot of other people at the state level, both in Arizona and other states around the union. Um, A good example of that being Oregon and some of the stuff that they've had going on with the counties up there. You know, this is a time in American history in particular where our republic is going to be tested to its very stitching. Um, We're going to really find out what we're made of. And the reason why is because we're shouldering the brunt of the world's economic collapse right now Um, and the reason for that is because the american dollar has been the vector for so much pain and suffering and really um forced subjugation and um overthrowing of nation states and peoples and you know the funding of the most heinous crimes imaginable for a very long time so it's sort of like us making all of that right as we go through this as well and that's worth highlighting also um, you know, this is a fantastic and fun time to be alive. Citizen journalism is overtaking this idea of news. Uh, news, as it is shared in the traditional sense, will never be again. Uh, it's never going to come from a programmed, um, you know, tube in our in our um, homes anymore. It's going to come from all my- a myriad of different devices, and the news force going forward will really probably be we, the people, more than anything else we may still have some mainstream outlets i'm certain that we're going to have alternate broadcasters that rise and form companies and and all of that that none of that's going to change but i think i think serious citizen journalism in the form of either tiktok or you know podcast videos or audios like this this call and others it's really going to be the news source for mankind going forward and that's a major reason that we win
0: yeah i totally agree uh one of our founding fathers i, I believe it was jefferson um he says a people that is not informed will lead a a society of ignorance and uh i think that's what we've been watching over the decades um and it's all true you know and as much as the pandemic was terrible for a lot of people and uh, god rest the souls of those that um, lost their lives on that battlefront but at the same time it it jump-started many people like myself and others to really start taking this country more serious and uh letting go of some of the old ways of being distracted you know i was a very hardcore sports fanatic the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brewers, the Packers. I mean, hardcore, like I lived it. And if my team was like one game away from the playoffs or to the championship or Super Bowl, man, I would be in a bad place for a couple months, very frustrated and angry. And once this whole BLM stuff started happening, And the bucks are like um we're not playing the game off of this gentleman that (laughs) was fighting three police officers uh they tased him then he goes in his truck and he reaches down and they end up shooting him and they were doing everything they can to prevent that and i'm like oh my god but you know that was that was like a it was like a activation switch from god And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. I start seeing how they were burning down Black communities uh, in Milwaukee. They were on Martin Luther King Drive, burning down, destroying Black companies. And and the Black woman, she's like, you know, I put all my life savings in this mobile company, and they destroyed everything. I don't even think I'm going to recover. And then the elders, they're like, we can't even get our medication because they destroyed Walgreens. And it started to, it was more clear that, okay, they're screaming this Black Lives Matter. They're destroying Black communities. None of this makes sense. And so my detachment from sports, it's like I pulled the tentacles out of my spirit. And it felt so good. And then it 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 allowed me to raise my consciousness more because I was being distracted by the circus and there was a major activation going on. And um, I think a lot of people are really starting to wake up. And one thing I noticed about that situation is, because I'm, I'm, I, man, I lost hundreds of dollars. I was betting people, man, Trump's going to win. No, he's I said, dude, Trump's going to win. I lost probably about three, $400. And, uh, but then oh, it man. dawned on me right before the election, you know, they're telling us to wear a face mask, six feet apart. Don't go visit grandma. But all of a sudden I'm looking at them protesting Minnesota. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now these people are wearing masks and they're like, shoulder to shoulder, where the hell's Fauci? Where the hell are these people at? Like, where's the mayor? They're not, and then the freaking protest is over with. We're getting closer to the election. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then I see a rigged election, which that really activated me more on a higher consciousness. And then I'm watching the election hearings. And then in, in every state, what I heard is, we can't disenfranchise the black voters this was the most uh major number of voters in history and i'm like oh my goodness so they needed to create division amongst races then they had to have the narrative of black people being tired of how this country is being ran and they're just causing destruction and intimidate citizens from using their voice which that's why we have the greatest country, to where that whole narrative it, it was so obvious. Um it, it's just really crazy, SD. I just wanna I just wanna break down like I believe that they thought that was gonna work to their advantage, but I, I think it really it really screwed them over because it activated the people that they could not afford to lose, if that makes sense.
1: What is your thoughts on that? And sorry, that was very long. <laughs> no, not a problem. What a great story. What a great testament, man. Um, you know, my my thoughts on all of that are that the, the COVID crime was for the election and for the extermination agenda. And I think most of us probably on a call like this at this stage in the game, uh, knowing what we know now, we probably agree. The other big portion of my thoughts on that are that the election of 2020 was uh, just one in a apparently what is a multi-series, multi-phase sting operation that's happening at the electoral level of power. In other words, it's a sting operation for power and control of the world. And that particular event being allowed to happen the way it did, and then the military of the United States installing key safeguards, such as the Joe Biden presidency, if you can believe it or not. and allowing them to, you know, sort of function how they have functioned, it has done more for the immediacy of the waking up of most of the normy conservative patriots out there. And we were all normy and conservative once before, right? Um, but it's done more for that demographic of people than perhaps any singular other event could have done. Um, you know, people knew that there was no way Donald Trump lost that election. People that didn't like Donald Trump were planning for Donald Trump to win the election. I had a conversation with a very uh, sort of what I would call a leftist or a socialist uh, friend of mine, if you can believe that, from school back in the day, and uh, we had a dinner actually during 2020. We were trying to sort of do the, the, you know, responsibly disobey uh, because neither one of us agreed with this idea of of masking and things like that. And we were having a discussion, and, and the discussion was if Donald Trump wins. Um, that this individual planned on leaving the country, which, of course, was the typical parrot rhetoric back in those days and in that time from that demographic of people. And, you know, I, I asked him, I said, well, how likely is it that I'm going to lose you then you know, or are you headed out of the country? And he said, it's pretty likely, man, you know, and that was back in, you know, again, the summer of 2020. So knowing that and understanding that that was the consciousness even on their side of the fence in a great many cases and then seeing what happened in 2020 it did more for the awakening of us individually as just sovereign beings everywhere because we realized on mass here in the united states of america that we got robbed of a freaking president pardon my language um you know we got we the diamonds were literally stolen um and it has compelled people into figuring out who in the world could have that level of power? Who could steal the office of the president of the United States? And that has compelled us, of course, into a a greater awareness as human beings about the deep state, about the Five Eyes power structure, the intel community, um, the levers of power at the global level that have been sort of legalese, uh, superseded into our lives and given power and control over us, not the least of which being our banking system. And we're learning all of these things about our history at the same time, We're learning who we really are at the same time. We're aligning together as we, the people around the world. And in a great many cases, what we are aligning over is this um, ridiculousness behind the COVID scandemic and the stolen elections. It's really those two categories of events kicking off in developed nations that have just incensed to the point of um, vigorous passion, uh, the patriots in in really every um, country, everywhere. So the plan, while, you know, having its tragic aspects and there are, you know, this is a real war to just to cite that out there. There are real kinetic events that are also happening. Um, But for all of its faults, the plan is working in a way that um, perhaps no other singular um, sequence of events in mankind's history could have done. We're living times that will never be seen again here in the world. I think we should all be grateful. Absolutely. You know,
0: I. I... I know some people may not agree, but I, I embrace all of it. Um, A person that was raised where uh, it was just all Democrat, everything to where I had that mindset. I was that young person that, uh, and what's funny is, is with many family members, it's like, it's been a reversal. It's like, (laughs) I was that liberal minded. young person that would go into arguments and just think of things to argue and there was no facts behind none of my none of the things i said there was no facts and over the time you know with my awakening that's one thing i developed and and my aunt plays a major 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 part into that and I now find myself with cousins that were conservative. Now they have followed that whole liberal side, and it's it's it was like a whole shift. It's so weird. Um, but I embrace all of it because if the pandemic didn't happen, if that rigged election didn't happen, I, I would probably be just living life like I was, uh, enjoying summertime. Uh, sports and, and just being distracted and not realizing the monster in the television and everything that i have- me- i have like learned now um so I kind of me truly I embrace it because there wouldn't have been a higher consciousness with me if those things did not take place and I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people. But i would like to shift some gears here and and get into some juicy stuff um as you know how diggers dig and researchers research and you know every speech that president trump um has people pay attention because you know there's encrypted messages and hidden gems you know Uh, He recently was at the Club 45 USA, you know, and and if you go on to that website and you look at some of the board members, it's it's pretty interesting on some of the people that are in there, uh, their names, uh, at least. But based on that event, do you think that that was more of a message and comms? Uh, One thing that really particularly stood out to me is when he said, you know, there's two N-words, and and both of them are very bad, you know, and one of them is nuclear. You know, some people thought it was the N-word, you know, the N-G-E-R word. And I'm like, no, this man has a very high IQ. I think that other N-word stands for something different. And we were looking at some other decoder patriots, um, Tron and Grasshopper and... I think it was Q Post 936, where it talks about the Nazis and nuclear. Do you think that other N-word was nuclear? And what comms did you get from that 1245 event, if you watched it?
1: Well, that was one of the big comms uh, that came through for me. And I decoded it a little bit, and I didn't come back to the Nazis. I came back to North Korea. Um, And I think that we're probably more likely to see Uh, north korea on the scene with whatever china moves here in the pacific rim Uh, north korea is sort of a wild card that the white hats have in their pocket at this point Uh, kim jong is his strings are cut he's free he's working with the alliance Um, and what's interesting is because the north korean government and um, they're just how their society has been so autocratic over these last decades When that flip occurred, uh, the deep state assets were relatively easy to purge out of that nation. So we're talking about a nation that doesn't really have um, much to worry about in the way of espionage and sabotage. They're pretty clean. Um, You know, Club 45, that speech, I think, was more of a just the the overall speech itself was sort of a hang in there. You know, we're coming kind of speech, really. Um, It struck me as presidential. It struck me as forward thinking. Uh, he brought up several uh, references to Afghanistan. He brings that up pretty much in every single speech. Um, I think that's going to be a key axis to see involvement in the Middle East. I think that we're going to see some um, kickoff with China and Afghanistan and an, an emerging alliance that's happening already with that. Um, you know, Afghanistan is likely to follow Iran and whatever Iran does. And then you've got this Arabic nation state alliance that's going to come against um, Israel. Uh, before all of this is over and, and may even be backed up by uh, Russia and Turkey, but I really don't know yet. Um, you know I'm coming back to things like major geopolitical shifts of power when I look at that speech. Um, you know Japan, for example, we've got Japan sort of entering the fray now as um, a nation state player in the Pacific Rim and they're conducting military drill exercises and things of this nature and um, we've got chemical I think I think it was in, I think it was Japan that I read about a chemical fire going on in the Pacific Rim. So, and that's sort of not a new narrative with them with the 2013 Fukushima event. Um, You know, we're seeing a lot of things played out again, really, that we've all witnessed or or been drummed into us from our education. Um, But we're seeing a a righting of wrongs in a lot of ways. Um, And I think Trump's speech was, as Americans was telling us to bunker down because it does get a little bit tougher from here. Um, You know, we're going through the death of the corporation. We're going through the actual um, existential crisis, if you will, of this old form of government. It will have to come all the way down. Um, just recently, Chris Miller went on a podcast and said that the military can. Now, this is the same Chris Miller, who in December of 2020 said that the nation was embarking upon some of the most complex military operations in its history. All right. Um, outgoing secretary of defense went on a podcast recently and stated that the military can be used for civil law enforcement purposes if needed, but only after civil society has completely broken down. So we're talking about some sort of disaster, some sort of national emergency, some sort of event or events that can be lumped into one large sequence of events um, that have to happen sort of near or at the end of this phase of what we're going through before we can get to that next phase, which, of course, we all want that to come. It's the military justice. It's the public revealing. It's the... You know, the revelations of some of what has some of what's been going on with mankind over the last three or five years. Um, and those are coming. You know, we've we've got evidence to show that there have been tribunals over the last couple of years for some of the more heinous uh, election fraud crimes here in the United States. And we're going to have more of those tribunals moving forward. Um, you know, it's, it's a really exciting time to be alive. Um, and that's really how I, I'll end that segment on that. <clears throat> yeah
0: I totally agree um thank you for that. as we see uh Dan scavino starting to now do like uh <laughs> speakings and he's saying some interesting things. I believe there was one we were we were watching those guys that that do a lot of decoding and they were showing, and he says Go 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 um and Dan scavino he's he's been a really good uh person in this movement to follow you know there's a a lot of things that ties to drops which is awesome because i can just imagine how the people that are not informed how miserable they are you know because they're they're living in a depressed state a fear state and it's just great to have certain people um that helps you get through this with information. And and information is key. And um, that's why I really enjoy listening to your audio files. And it's a blessing to, to have Patriots like yourself out there. And it's a blessing to have you on here with us. What I'd like to ask you next, and I don't know how much time you have, and I know there's members on here that will definitely love to ask you some questions. And I don't wanna ask too many because I don't wanna ask their questions, but could you, with, with your research and knowledge, can you shed some light on Russia, Ukraine, and China um, to get us a better understanding on how that's going, You know, and with the BRICS and, and backing their currency by gold, is that a way to destroy the central bank and to crumble NATO?
1: Absolutely. Uh, BRICS is the sort of the ballast or the ballast tank on which we're going to flip the world's economy and not implode it. Uh, the BRICS uh, nations comprise a very large uh, raw resource capability that comprise a very large industrial output. Uh, they consume a lot of the, lo- the world's resources, and a lot of global commerce goes through uh, these nations. In addition, addition to that, they have uh, this currency-backed system now, which exempts them from this central banking control. And so really, they're not under the thumb of anyone, and we've seen just nothing but an explosion of wealth and, pro- and prosperity in all of these nations uh, since forming this alliance currently have over 30 nation states around the world that are active applicants and more than 42 more, from my understanding, that are waiting to get in line. Um, but there are, there are internal things going on with that, not the least of which being the United States. Um, BRICS is going to sort of balance us as we go through the death of the dollar. It's designed to preserve the economy and, and resist a worldwide depression like what happened in 1929. It's the levy, if you will, against that sort of an, a happenstance because something like that in a in a, a less intense, less focalized way is going to occur. The petrodollar has to come all of the way down because it's intrinsically tied to this manipulation of financial markets and the financial Western world. And as we transition into a new system, um, and it could be through the United States joining BRICS, who knows? But as we transition into a new system, we can't bring that old system and the remnants with that old system with us. It's just not a one for one exchange. So I think as it pertains to Russia and China, you were talking about Russia and China. You know, the BRICS alliance itself is primarily economic and trade based. But we're starting to see very powerful and very quickly emerging strong military alliances uh, we got south africa and china running naval drills russia and china running naval drills india and brazil running joint naval drills india and china running joint naval drills this is very quickly becoming a pseudo nato um, like a good guys nato if you will and it's possible that we see more um, more than just china involved in the ukraine war um, in support of russia and it could come from BRICS. we know that belarus and hungary are going to be involved in the ukrainian war pretty soon um, one of the reasons for that is because we're seeing a a series of generational writings of wrongs that are occurring in eastern europe right now these territories if we look at them ancestrally are primarily russian they've been russian for thousands of years Uh, they mostly identify as one slavic people um, and most of the slavic people see them as uh, russians or very close to the russians a, a significant number of the Ukrainian citizenry identify themselves really as Russians and they really believe that Putin is the rightful president that they should have um, there are there's a growing segment in Belarus that is beginning to believe the same thing um, additionally we've got these other countries in Eastern Europe specifically that have that are sort of connected to these tunnel systems because they've had to they've had to have been these tunnel systems go across the underbelly of the continent, and so we have to have some sort of events going on on the surface so that the Alliance militaries can continue the destruction and clean out of these underground systems. That's been going on under the Swiss Alps now for about eight weeks, um, and I don't really have much more research, you know, to share on that, and that tells me that it's an active op. Um As it pertains to what's going on with China and Russia, China is going to militarily support Russia in Europe, and that's going to bring the Pacific theater into play in sort of a World War style lens. We're seeing a lot of uh, geopolitical alliances that are very similar to World War II um, coming about as we go through this process, because World War II was the last major, major singular shift of power in the world. We had COVID, which shifted a tremendous amount of the world's resources and influence, but World War II was the last significant shift of kinetic power here in the world. It also was the last time that we took uh, a significant amount of territory, excepting the instance of the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, and reallocated those territories into different nationalities some of that is being righted through this process and china wants to be involved and wants to be in support of who they believe to be a key ally in this war against um, satan really i mean it's really a war against god between god and satan um president Xi was actually had a military coup attempted on him uh, i believe it was last year and the resulting fallout from that was a crackdown by chinese white hats within the chinese armed forces um, of the ccp Uh, really isolated and insulated President Xi and took power in a lot of uh, key governmental sectors and sort of put their country into a cog state. Um, Now, what's interesting about that is China's system has sort of existed in what you could define as a traditional continuity of government state for a very long time. But for the first time, we have ancestral Chinese families, and that's a very important trait in the Asian world. Ancestral Chinese families who are descended from actual dynasty Uh, rulers within China, and they have access to Xi and control in some respects of the Chinese military. So that whole process is playing out, and China will be going into Taiwan fairly soon um, publicly, and I believe that they're already there covertly, um, to dismantle biolaboratories. The U.S. has more than 200 um, DOD and DARPA-funded, which probably means also CIA-managed and controlled and staffed, biolaboratories just within the Taiwanese island. In addition to that, Taiwan is a major hub for nearly all Pacific shipping that's going um, from the Pacific Rim over across the hemisphere to the Americas. Um, it's going to be a very significant event when that happens. I think that we see a serious economic event that coincides with that. Um, and as it pertains to the other nations in the BRICS alliance, you know, whether they get involved or not is up for debate. But it seems suspect that at the same time Putin is announcing in Russia that the war in Europe is about to go postal, and that's sort of a paraphrase on his address. Um, all of these other member nations are running joint military drills with one another.
0: Yeah, just as you said, you know, about Miller and uh, society has to crash. I think if the uh, economy crashed like that, that, that would be a major collapse, you know. Um, we were talking about that the other day on the chat. You know, what will really make a uh, chaotic situation in America is, you know, if, if there's a food shortage and their money, <laughs> um, that definitely will cause uh, a lot of chaos in the streets. Um, I know we're getting close to an hour, and I, I really appreciate you giving us your time, and I don't want to abuse it. I definitely would love to bring you back on and talk about some more things that uh, I don't want to waste a distraction on it tonight, but Pandora's box on a lot of things that is really raising our consciousness that I never in a million years thought that I would start stumbling across when it comes to Tartaria and the lands beyond the ice wall, but we can save that for another day. But what I would like to ask you, S.G., for those people that are hitting the precipice, and I hear it a lot, and, and I totally feel for them. And I try to give them um, some healing with positive energy. What, what, could you leave them? What would you say to them to help them get through this time? Because I, I'm sure you know it. I'm sure you're, you're seeing it and just. Could you give them a word of inspiration before we get into Q and A? Because I, I believe that's very important, and, and you're well followed, and it's easy to take words of inspiration from um, those figures. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, like the Cube Pulse, uh, they thought we would follow the stars to where we have been programmed. In this world, because of celebrity sports players like my mom and them, if the news reporter doesn't say it, if that sports player doesn't say it, if the icon doesn't say it, they don't believe it. You know, so I'm not putting you in that category. But what did you leave the Patriots and the, the the humanity that is filling there at the precipice? A word of inspiration
1: and, and thank you for joining us. You know, my word of inspiration would really be to spend a moment um breathing quietly to yourself. Try consciously just for maybe ten seconds to find a really, really quiet place in your mind. Focus on it. Don't just try it. don't just, you know, dilly dally through it if you will, or go through the motions. Really try. In 10, maybe 15 seconds. Appreciate the fact that you are living the most amazing time to be alive. Things are just getting started. alright we're, we're far from over here, but we're getting to the point where we the people gain traction in, in very real physical world ways. Uh, we're getting to the point where we the people are going to go through a real pinching and a, and a real sort of refining by fire, if you will, and as we come out on the other side of that, these people are so doomed. Um, I encourage all of you to just hang hang in there. You know, this is getting this is getting to the point where it's going to get really fun. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Um, that's that is unfortunately part of it as we bring down you know an ancient what is truly an ancient evil, um, a power structure that has enslaved and murdered us for centuries, has killed billions and billions and billions of us uh, throughout the millennia for uh, nothing more than their own entertainment, really. And we're going to um, take all of them down. Um, And we are taking all of them down and it gets really exciting from here. So just hang in there.
0: I really appreciate that. Um, That's very important. And SG, uh, how long would you have for Q&A? Because we don't want to
1: overstep your time. We could probably do um, around 25 minutes. Awesome. And JW will be
0: taking questions. And JW, it's all yours.
2: Hi, SG. Thanks so much for being here tonight. We're, we definitely
3: appreciate it. And we're excited to have you here. And it looks like uh, Dale has a question. So I'm going to unmute you, Dale, and you can ask your question. And everyone, please keep it, you know, pretty brief and one question for SG, since I'm sure a lot of people have questions.
2: And after Dale, um, Wanda, you'll
4: be up. Yeah, good day, uh, Patriot Mike and team, and NSG. Honour to talk to you, mate. Um, look, I know it's one question. I do have two. First question will be maybe another uh, answer later, later down the track. But the Club Forty Five thing, um, I do recall uh, we were having a chat here after the Trump rally uh, talk there and we come up with a 75-75 and we had a little dig in that but the biggest question is you're talking about bricks and uh you know i agree exactly on what you say that's how i see it on how they're going to get involved as well but um your views on the west once the bricks do this uh i just what i'm getting is that the West are going to be slowly dragged into it. Now, can you make any connections, because I've sort of foreseeing some things, um, the connections of our digital currency rollout affecting with events? You know,
1: the rollout of the digital currency is not something that I've followed too closely, my friend. I just have to be honest with you. Um, but it's interesting that that should be sort of entering the narrative space, if you will, and, and in the physical world changing space around this same time because the BRICS alliance is, is taking in more applications week to week at this point than they've taken in at any point in their journey so far. The rest of the world is realizing that the asset-backed precious metals are the way to go. And I do think that we're going to have some form of quantum currency that is asset-backed at the real world level. Um, now, what that looks like, I'll be honest, I really don't know. Um, it's not my expertise, and, and I'm not much into the financial uh, changing of the, of the guard, if you will. But we know that that's going on in the background. We've got machines from Barclays reporting that they're no longer going to be in service after March the 10th. These are cash dispensing machines. We've got ATMs that have been rolled out um, that appear to have exchange ports in them at various gas stations here in the United States and in some other European and some European countries as well. Um, so this change is, is going on and we've got this CBDC um, push by the dying central banking system. And I think a lot of that's just theater at this point uh, to try and get us into this mode set of um, being both either without paper currency or being both paper and um, digital. And I think that that's more likely the track forward that we take as a, as a people once we see a true financial shift in the world. Now, what happens at the time of that financial shift is sort of anybody's guess. That financial shift may take a period of um, several weeks or a few months. Um, it's going to be a, the largest shift of control and uh, certainly in world uh, monetary control since the 18th century. Um, so we're, it's going to be a very big event when that happens. Um, and, and I'm sorry that I can't give you more on that. You're
4: all good, night. You're all good. Night. I... um. Uh, I totally understand your work. I do listen to you a lot. uh, But uh, uh, just a little fun fact for you. Uh, About a month and a half ago, the BRICS were pressuring our reserve bank here in Australia, which made news that uh, reconsider your decision, Australia, on the BRICS. Fascinating.
2: Okay, Wanda, you're up next, and then um, Chef, you're after that. Thank you, JW. Um, and thank you, SG, and I appreciate you being here with us tonight. Um, so, what I wanted to ask is what is your opinion on Australia being the first to flip the switch?
1: No, I'll be honest, on that topic, I don't have an opinion, because I think what we've seen in this war so far is an incredible amount of purposeful disinformation given out to shield and protect the integrity of real world operations. And the one who flips the switch is sort of going to be kicking things off in a cascade effect that we're going to see ripple throughout the world. Um, It's likely that the United States comes last or near last in that process. Um... But as far as who flips the switch first, you know, that's really, I think, anybody's game at this point. It's going to be, um, I think it's going to be important symbolically, how it happens. And outside of that, I couldn't speculate much further.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for being with us. You're up, Chef. And after that, we have Kelly.
5: Good evening, SG. It's an honor
0: to be able to speak to you, and I wanted to thank you for helping me along with my journey. Um, My question to you is, what are your thoughts on the U.S. reverting back to a pre-World War I, more community-based economy rather than this global economy that we have?
1: You know, we're going to have the best of both worlds. The way that we're seeing the financial world, and by the way, I'm honored to be talking to you all too. Just by the way, Um, but we're just we're seeing the the financial world, the business world, um, changing in a way that is sort of setting itself up for decentralization and disconnection from this financial tentacle that it's been a part of for so long. Um, And we know that that's going to have to return certain industries, uh, manufacturing, uh, kinetic real world things, marketing all of that development, R&D, all of that to the community level. But we live in an information age and we're going into the quantum age and we have actual laws on the books um, that govern the rollout and development of quantum infrastructure. So we're changing our society slowly, silently, but surely. Um, As we go forward, I think we're going to have the ability to conduct global global community-based commerce. I think that um, we're going to be able to connect with one another on a much more deregulated level, um, but a level that is sort of free from corruption because of the way that it's encrypted and secured. Um, You know, it's really, really exciting to think about how commerce and economics and the exchange of value is going to happen on the other side of this. And And it's worth highlighting that we've got a ways to go before we get there. But when we get there, the prosperity that will be seen on this earth, I think will be talked about for generations.
5: Okay, Kelly, you're up. And after Kelly,
6: Interdimensional, you'll be next.
2: Hey, SG and
6: on. Excuse me. I'm a little sick. I want to say my boy, I appreciate all that you've done. I resonated with you from day one. I've been rooting you on. I've always like, I just resonated. My boys and I, um, age appropriate, you know, most of the stuff you say, we listen to you sometimes on the way to school, so thank you again. Um, my question for you is, what if we, and this is a little gloom and doom, but this is where I'm thinking and some of us are thinking right now, what if we have another rig election and we're at where we are now with Biden in office and no, and no militaries on the way? What's your opinion? What's our options? And side note, how do you feel about the and thank you thank you for coming on our show
1: well thank you um for all of that that was very humbling um you know that's a tough question right as we go through this process the sting operation has gone on much longer than i think a lot of us thought that it would and i think that a lot of us have learned have learned along the way that the reason it had to be that way is because was because the entrenchment was so deep um, and we're talking, you know, Julian Assange tells us 98% of governments around the world. Um, so it's very, very deep at one level or another. Now, with regards to 2024, provided that we get all of the way to a 2024 election style scenario, if they were allowed to rig it and we were placed again with um, Biden in office, I, I myself would be doing some reevaluation of the Q movement personally. Um It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to get that far into the game. And President 45 told us in 2016 that he had just had a conversation. This was a tweet that he had just had a conversation with the individuals who would run our government for the next eight years. Um, And and that was an end quote. So, you know, it's interesting that 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 comes in 2024. Now, how we see things play out between now and then, I think, is really going to determine, you know, the, the directionality of your question there. You know, do we see a rapid onset of just absolute panic from the deep state that cascades us towards war in a matter of months? And then a riding of the boat at that precipice moment that I think all of us are aware is coming and we can sort of all feel it in the air. Um, you know, who knows? It's, it's going to be, I think, very dependent on we the people being um, a bulwark of information and truth to keep the consciousness of mankind grounded as we go through this process. Now, in answer to your DeSantis question, m- my opinion of DeSantis has degenerated a bit, I'll be honest. Um, DeSantis, I think, is a very well-meaning individual publicly, but privately there are ties and connections that I have to question, not the least of which being his wife's involvement at Tegna, a media production company over the last 12 years whose two largest shareholders are BlackRock and Vanguard. Um and, and that all being after this same governor took a victory lap for kicking BlackRock out of the state of Florida. So I'm not sure why she's still involved. At any rate, um, we have his presence in secret societies as part of his Yale education. There's questionable things about his military service record, but nothing to necessarily impugn honor. But I think areas of gray that are concerning enough to where you could have you know, a compromised um, individual, like you could have a compromised individual there but you also might not. I think it's really important to watch what happens between him and Trump. Um, We know that the divide and conquer methodology is always what is deployed by these individuals in the run up to elections when they need to split the vote on a particular key category because they can't simply cheat their way out of it. Um, And that's a sort of a testament to our awakening is the fact that they're having to deploy really an old school, very apparent um, move. This is not a very strategic and calculated move. It's, it's really sort of disastrous, if you will, um, you know, coming at it like that because they highlight their own sleepers doing so. And if we're, we're, if we're seeing that with DeSantis, um, I think we won't have long to find out. Um, but like I said, it's just really interesting to look at the connections and I would tell people just to keep doing their own research.
2: Thank you again. And I appreciate you. Okay, Energy Mentional, you're up.
7: Thank you, JW, and Mike and Laura and the team. Thank you, SG, for taking my question. So we definitely live in an interesting time where the uh, the conspiracy theorists, the tinfoil hatters, and the trucers alike all seem to find common ground in Uh, Trump, a promise for a new world, the children, metaphysics, energy, uh, you know, all of these new possibilities. And in the midst of this, it's become very clear that the disclosure movement is a Rockefeller funded and infiltrated operation. So, you know, With your tinfoil hatters and your truthers and and your disclosures and your Christians and everybody coming together all at the same time, also with this Rockefeller-funded operation and cover-up and disinformation campaign, it's becoming very clear that this is quite the political issue. So what would you have to say to the ET presence on Earth?
1: You know, extraterrestrials or what I like to call other sentient beings, they've been in and among us for a long time. Um, You know, we're not alone. We've never been alone. Um, There is a God of all things, and we are not the only expression of conscious love uh, in this universe, if you will. Um, Even Q tells us, consider the vastness of space, things like that. As it pertains to that, I think that a number of those beings that we're talking about have skin in the game as it relates to the fall of this cabal. We have evidence to suggest throughout our history that many different civilizations have been here in contact with us and us with them, even to the point of limited commerce and relations going on. And then at some point along the way, there were wars, there were fallouts, um, extinction level events, uh, sort of casting outs, if you will, um, from the world. And so this cabal has grown this hegemony of Luciferian control all through the, all through this uh, planet for thousands of years. Um, it was truly the sort of the Prince of Darkness trying to seat himself at the, what what he believed to be the, uh, the throne that he was supposed to have, right? So, you know, as far as like who they are and where they're from, I really don't know. And I'm not the most qualified to talk about that, but I know that they're here and I know that they're real. And I know that when they're telling us they're shooting down UFOs, that's, a cover for something much more serious as i think it pertains to these other sentient beings we're not shooting down extraterrestrial tech we're not starting wars with other species Um, but there is something significant going on with this being brought into the narrative and q tells us to watch the water i've heard it put a couple of different times that maybe watch the water meant atlantis um i don't take a position on what that phrase may or may not mean but i think it's interesting that it's um, it's essentially, it's the only phrase in the drop. Um, so I think it's worth keeping in mind and, you know, this is a topic that I think we all need to do our own research on. It's a very personal journey, but we're not alone.
2: Okay, Joby, you're up. Hi, Um I'm glad you could make it to visit our channel. Um, I have a question. In your guesstimation, um, how long do you see this going before we see some real changes, like some big arrest or something?
1: You know, that's a tough question, right? Um, in the, I in know, an irregular I know. war, <laughs> in an irregular war, you know, we've got a series of things that are event driven. I think the military does have operational timetables, but those are subject to various changes at different points in time. But just if I was to speculate, we've got several key events that have yet to happen before we can really start to move into the reclamation. We have not seen a true bringing down of the U.S. markets um, in a way that is significant, not necessarily a full-born crash to the bottom, but a very significant sudden drop in value. It's not occurred yet. I'm talking 15, 18, 20%. Um, we haven't seen that series of events play out. We have not seen this escalation of conflict in Europe, which I think has to come in order to right these generational wrongs that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, we've not seen China into Taiwan publicly yet, though operations are ongoing there in a covert special op manner, um, and have been for a number of weeks when we have yet to see the public portion of that. And that, that has to be part of this ride to the finish. Um, that we're all along for. We've not seen anything significant with Joe Biden's health. I think that is um, a marker of some sort. I think that they've stressed this idea of these physicals and him getting physicals and making sure that his doctors are on top of it and all of this and that and the other. I think that's preparatory. I think that we're seeing something in the narrative space and we've not seen anything that's truly um, sort of eye catching, if you will, or attention grabbing from that area. And I think that has to happen before we get further. Uh, before we get to that other side. So you know, time frame, maybe some months. Um, certainly we by the end of this year, we should be well into some sort of transition from, you know, society coming down to society going back up. Um, we've got the New York Times telling us that mid to late summer and into the fall, um, they expect tribunals to be coming for um, crimes around the world. Just recently, The Rolling Stone, I think it was, ran a piece or featured a piece from another website that discussed how Donald Trump wanted to um, reinstitute the, the idea of public executions, um, which I think is gonna be an important part of the healing for what has occurred to the world as we go forward and, and go through this uh, learning process in a rapid way. So in answer to your question, it's really tough to say. I would say at least a few months, um, but possibly you know into next year as we see this development of military justice. No, I don't think that that means things are going to suffer that entire time. I think we see a pretty rapid degeneration from here. And then when we get to that bottom, we're going to have a moment where we're um, able to reclaim things and sort of move forward as we the people.
2: Thank you. Um, I do have another question. Um, I'm, I'm seeing that it looks like it's lining up for the COVID narrative to collapse. Do you see that?
1: Yes, ma'am. And it was given to me that the mainstream media would be forced really to tell the truth on themselves. And that's going to play into um, the major awakening as we go forward. That's that's sort of a very recent event, certainly the most painful event for most of mankind. And it's one of the most uniting events Um, that's going to play right into the tribunal setup.
2: I agree. If anyone else has a
3: question, please raise your hand. I don't see any hands up right now, so as to young, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I w- I'm curious if you happen to see Putin's recent speech and what your thoughts were about it.
1: I did get to catch pieces of it. I was not able to watch it live. Um, but it was a phenomenal address. I went back and watched Um, Most of the speech, I didn't get quite all the way through it, but it was a phenomenal address. And Putin told the truth. Uh, He invited all of the world's media actually to cover this address. We know, excuse me, we know that the lamestream media prostitutes aren't going to cover anything of significance, but they nonetheless received the invitation. Um, And he really talked about how the Russian citizenry and the Russian patriotism, you know, the patriots and the the patriotism in their country is going to carry them forward to destroying the Nazis once and for all. Um, and absolutely talking about the prosperity that's been going on in Russia. He hinted a little bit about the quality of life going up. He recognized military heroes from the PMC Wagner group, um, who are just obliterating the Ukrainian mercenaries at an alarming rate. Um, and they're waging such an effective war of attrition that even NATO now is concerned that they can't get enough bullets made, um. You know, and he concluded the address with the, tr- with the truth is behind us and, and we will win. So, um, you know, I think that's going to be one of the most important speeches that Russia has received in a very long time, probably from, um, from a leader. And I think it's going to go down in history as an important speech moving forward because we're seeing a kickoff of military events coinciding with the conclusion of that speech that we've been preparing for. We've seen the preparations for for a while now, but now we're starting to see active movement on it.
3: Yeah, I agree. I only saw bits and pieces, but I totally agree. Yeah, that was an excellent speech. Thank you. And um, whamma jamma, I'm going to mute you, and you
2: can ask your question next.
8: Hi, SG. Good to talk with you. Um, Do you think that uh, the train derailment in East Palestine is to start bringing um, a little bit of attention To Ohio, I know that there is a pretty um, significant cast of characters involved in um, human trafficking in the state of Ohio. Do you think that this is like step one into um, that subject matter?
1: I'll be honest. I think the train derailments are are pointing us in a number of different directions. I think they're setting up the narrative to spiderweb in a really destructive way for the Black Hat agenda. Um, we're seeing the chemical and environmental side of things brought in. We're seeing the attention to Ohio brought in. We're seeing the highlighting of Joe Biden's incompetence brought into the discussion. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're seeing Donald Trump um, coming into Ohio, to East Palestine, receiving 180 million live views as this process was going on. Um, you know, this is, this is pointing us to a lot of different things. J.P. Morgan, um, one of the largest shareholders in Norfolk Southern Rail, at the same time that this event is happening in Ohio, we have the Epstein um, list conversation, the Epstein emails coming out between uh, Les Daly and J.P. Morgan, or excuse me, Les Daly and uh, Jeffrey Epstein, discussing Snow White, discussing um, you know procurement of individuals, what we can assume is trafficking of, of individuals going on through these emails, um, and the funding and things behind it. You know, as regards to human trafficking or in regards to human trafficking, I think that particular subject matter is getting a national draw no matter what. I think that we're seeing such an amount of arrests occurring as it pertains to human trafficking in particular that have been going on at the community and state level here in the U.S., that it's becoming this cultural understanding, even though people aren't actively talking about it. Um, Just recently, I heard someone in the grocery store line in the locality that I'm at where I live discussing that they would heard, you know, this about this particular corridor off an interstate that's not very far from us. And they were talking about it as though it was like, oh, yes, this, you know, this happens all the time. This is very normal. That sort of normalization um, in one sense can be toxic if it's apathetic. But if if it's there at such a cultural level and then you can you can light it up a little bit with the severity of it for the consciousness, it becomes a very, very powerful understanding. It could be a setup for that, I agree. We we could see this this train derailment go a number of different directions. All eyes on Ohio, I think, points us to the farmland, points us to the control of our food supply, points us to the control of our land rights and our land usage um, and sort of how they play their playbook for toxic land uh, seizure, which is essentially how the EPA has encroached on uh, so much of the land, the productive land in the West. Um, this could go a number of different directions. Um, I know that's a long answer to the question, but yes, it could be pointing to us pointing us to human trafficking as well.
8: So one more uh, question um, in my research, I have discovered that there is a pretty significant partnership between Israel and Ohio in the ag and tech industries, and there is a quite a lengthy list of partnerships they seem to be pretty strong both in ohio and also in israel and i don't know if you've dug into that or not but um the q drops it says saving israel for last and you know that was another part of my my thought process i guess was <clears throat> could possibly that be what q was talking about was this significant um, widespread partnership between um, agricultural, technical, water, um, all kinds of Ohio technology jobs, Ohio, you name it, they're partnered in this. Um, in this, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It's just, it's Israel, Ohio, ag tech partnership
1: well what you have there is an incestuous uh, sort of corporate governmental relationship that transcends you know national boundaries there and it is possible that that's what q meant but it's possible that it meant something completely different you know it's very difficult to discern that and q tells us that israel is being saved last for a reason that's not be- even been mentioned one single time um all all we could really do is speculate on that particular question, but I think it's possible that we see the highlighting or the narrative brought into the space of how the Mossad, and and through you know through its avenue and control of the Israeli government, has essentially made controlling investments in community spaces all around the world. Um, I've dug just a little bit into what you were talking about, but it's interesting to look at their their organizational influence across other U.S. states like Texas, New York, California, and Washington. Um, areas where there's significant tech influence, where there's significant industrial influence um, and resource capability. You know, it really does come back to Israel in a big sense in a lot of ways. This is the same, you know, organization or excuse me, the same entity, the Mossad, that sailed a um, submarine into the Potomac River on 9-11-2001 and shot a missile into the Office of Naval Intelligence in the Pentagon. Um, and then they mainstream media came out and blamed it on an airplane. So. Everything really does sort of come back to Israel as it pertains to this locus of power and control with the kinetic military forces of the world, the deep intelligence community, the espionage networks that are all sort of interconnected and nebulous at the top. Um, but they have very clear lit channels of communication. You know, they, it all sort of comes back to the Mossad and and symbolically it comes back to where that area of the world, you know, it's been the children of Cain for a long time, right? Um, and this is a religious war. So. You know, it's interesting that there's the connection there with Ohio. Do we see a narrative break out from this? I think it's possible.
3: Thanks, SG. That was a really awesome answer. Um, are, Are you, I think you're probably out of time at this point.
1: I could probably, we could do a five minute warning.
5: Okay. Uh, Red Blonde, I'll unmute you, and you can ask your question. Red Blonde?
8: Sorry, I'm starting to talk, and I forgot I had to unmute myself. <laughs> Apologies. Um, I just want to ask a question and thanks for your time but um in regards to adrenochrome um, i wanted to know how much truth there was in the adrenochrome being um, uh, um, it was being transported worldwide i believe in barrels through the dutch company heineken um and then transported by uh now it was being put into um barrels with Heineken on the barrel, I suppose. Um, And then it was transported by the Shell company, the Dutch oil company Shell. Can you um, elaborate on any of that? Or if there's any truth in it? Because I hope to God there isn't.
1: Well, my dear friend, I can elaborate a little bit on that. And unfortunately, it's very true. Um, Shell is a Shell company. Um, in every sense of the word they're literally a front organization uh, their pipeline infrastructure is the most um, sort of deregulated and unsupervised if you will there's no oversight really to their infrastructure anywhere in the world um, they intersect several um, they have oil fields if you will that intersect um, with pipelines that come off of the or that that go next to and near some island chains in various areas of the world um, island chains that we know are Involved in quite horrible things, um, you know. It's it's difficult to c- convey to people how um, real it is to say that there was an underground civilization. There has been, and and to some extent still is, an underground civilization that has existed here in this world. There has been a lot going on beneath our feet. Um, uh, the Earth has been very much alive, and not necessarily for the best of reasons. And so. You know this war really kicked off in 2015 2016 um in the military space and then after uh donald trump's election actually while he was still president elect we began special operations to begin attacking underground infrastructure and we decapitated the top of their chain of command Uh, that way they couldn't really uh, organize themselves properly and and take their traditional routes of escape and, and modalities of escape so This war is now seven years old, really in the hot phase underground, and we are still seeing soldier deployments um, in Central Europe, in Northeast Russia, in the United States, in the South American continent, in the Pacific Rim, where they are being activated for underground duty. Um, Part of that underground duty is to save the children and destroy the tunnels, but other parts of it is to get a hold of this infrastructure, such as the ones that we just described and gain control of it so that we can inspect it and stop evil literally everywhere. We're not going to stop until we've scoured every last square inch. There's not going to be a single leaf untouched. Um, We're not going to let this sort of depravity ever again exist in this world. Joshua, from the days of old, was a godly man and a great person, but he failed. He didn't listen to what he was asked to do. These individuals, unfortunately, survived and later went on to enslave and rule the entire world. We are not going to fail.
2: Uh, Lizaru, you're up next, and I believe this will be the last question for SG.
5: Lizaru. Going once, going twice. So we could probably move to the next one that was up and then that'll be it.
2: And that would be Sherry. Go ahead,
5: Sherry. I think we lost her.
2: Hello? She is. Hello? We can hear you. Okay,
8: good. Sorry about that. Okay, I don't know what you heard. Did you hear anything?
0: No, your mic is muted.
8: Okay. All right, so I just want to say thank you, SG, for all of your information. I know you have helped me a lot. I do have a Q question. Um, so we all know we're waiting for the plan, and we all hear nothing can stop what is coming. So my question is: is, is nothing can stop what is coming, actually, we the people? Or is there, I mean, everybody thinks it's the military or, you know, so many other things are going to happen and we're all going to get rescued. But is it just the great awakening and the people are finally going to stand up?
1: You know, it's a, it's a great question. And that's actually a fantastic question to close with. Um, you know, nothing can stop what is coming, I think, is a more outdated phrase at this point in the game. I think nothing can stop what's happening now is a more accurate interpretation of that. And that is going to cause the other portion of what you were just talking about with nothing can stop what's coming relating to the spiritual development of we the people and us taking back control. What we're seeing happening now is compelling that exact eventuality that they can't handle and that they're fighting and thrashing about with every uh, capacity and capability that they have left to prevent from happening. When we the people are in control fully, of the levers of control in our communities and our state governments and our federal governments these people are doomed uh, there's nowhere that they can go we're simply going to change um, the way that we do things in society we're going to align um, the lifestyles that we have to um, prevent any sort of you know nefariousness or corruption or things like that from occurring again now as far as you know the military coming and rescuing everyone I think that that's been a little bit sensationalized. I think that we will see military involvement um, at at what you could call the end or very near the end of this um, this era, this period that we're all living. But it's going to come in a, in a way that's sensible, I think, to the mass consciousness right now at this stage in the game. You know, we're very, I mean, we've had at this point six years of, or, or nearly six years worth of Q drops, five and a half years worth of Q drops. Um, and we've been on an awakening journey as humanity for five and a half years. We've made great progress, but we still have a vast swath of truly patriotic people at heart that simply don't have a clear understanding. And they don't have a clear understanding even after living the last couple of years that they've lived. So as we go forward through this, I think we're going to have a series of events play out that people are going to start to ask for uh, some sort of reckoning, some sort of... Um, correction of this, some sort of uh, putting a stop to it, if you will. Um, and how that plays out, you know, on the, on the world space is anybody's guess. But, you know, kind of to come back to the original point on your question, and I'll close with this. Now, nothing can stop what is coming. I think that that's a phrase that, again, it's been a little bit overused. We're seeing what's coming now. We can, we're seeing the play out of geopolitics now. We're seeing the emergence of new alliances and a very multipolarity form around the world. and that's happening now. We're seeing commerce literally be redefined um, across you know nation-state boundaries and it's producing incredible prosperity and wealth for the nations that are involved. And that's happening now. Um, you know we've got National Guard out of the United States um, in other countries nearly every single day, some of them running transponders for a while and then flipping them off. I'm sure that there's um, aircraft running dark ops all of the time that we're never seeing on flight radar. Um, and the National Guard has no reason to be outside of the United States unless they had been federalized to active duty. And Derek Johnson did a really great you know, um, discussion on that that everyone, I think, should check out, at least for the informational basis portion of it. It provides us a blueprint for what is, again, happening right now. Um, You know, what comes after this phase, I think, is a reckoning the likes of which has not been seen on Earth in a very long time. And it will be the final and total extinction of an ancient power structure that has really sought to play God and um, destroy the very creation that we all are fortunate to be a part of. And that's not going to happen. God wins.
2: Awesome. Thank you, S.G.
0: SG, I want to tell you thanks so much. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Definitely would love to have you on again. Uh, stay in communications with you. And I do want to let you know that uh, <clears throat> when you sent out that truth for Guru, um, I interviewed him the day that he got out. Uh, they were doing an event down there in Sydney, and he came on and and he gave you one of the biggest thanks. So I just want to let you know that he was very appreciative of uh, the
1: message you sent out there. And uh, you have a good night. I really appreciate you, boss. Thank you all very much. And thank you for having me here. It's these sorts of fireside type chats that change the world. It's all of us getting together and empowering one another with real facts and not just sort of nebulous um, hope, if you will, but real basic information that we can go off of. Um, you know, this is a great time to be alive. Everyone Have a good night and and stay safe and take care. And we'll speak again soon. Absolutely. God bless.